Y'all, welcome back. I am so excited because Eric is here with me. Uh, and also, neither one of us, E, when we first started talking before the show, neither one of us wished each other a happy new year. Is that, are we done? Is 12 days in? Are we done with new year? Is that a thing? I mean, does, are you still like feeling fresh and like there's a whole brand new beginning right now? I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Like, it's it's still the newest month of the newest year. Does that, is that, how long I mean, do you tell people Happy New Year? Like, when do you stop? I don't know that it's something I naturally do, period. Right? Like, it doesn't occur to me that it's like a holiday or a thing people celebrate. Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, all that sort of makes sense to me. The New Year is just like, I don't know, it doesn't occur to me as something to wish somebody yeah good luck with i don't know that is weird i don't know why that is but i now that i'm thinking about it i'm like i don't know why i don't like happy new year to people doesn't it doesn't mean anything to me that's weird have you wished because you were just up with your family you just saw your brother did you wish any of them happy new year oh uh, there's i i severe, my mom texted me and i'm pretty sure i texted mo happy new year but it was like the day after when i did it probably i don't like yeah i no, I just only as a response. You will not lead into only if someone else wishes. It's just it's not at the top of my mind as like a, oh hey, happy new year. I saw people is... on New Year's Day, and I don't know if I wish them a happy new year or not. <laughs> I have I no idea. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is so yeah. Good. You know what? Hey, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. Fuck if I know. Wait, okay, so time out. So, no, uh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. When oh, do I you wish, yeah. when do you stop this though? Are you like, oh hey, happy July Fourth? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I am an over-the-top Happy New Year wisher, I'm realizing, because I did it. It wasn't to, It was, like, maybe Monday when I was dropping my kids off at school. Like, I just said, like, Happy New Year to one of their teachers or whatever. And, like, she said it back, of course. But her face, like, it, it took, like, a second to process because it was, like, I don't know, like, the 9th or the 10th. on the, And she was, like, you could tell she was already over it. And I was, like, well, shit, 10 days in, we're already done. And I guess, you know, I guess we're done. But of a year that takes 364 days, you would think at least the first, like, 15-ish? No? No, you— Clearly I'm wrong. No, you might be right on this. I'm literally looking at emails I sent for work on the second, and I didn't didn't wish none of them in with, like, (laughs) Happy New Year. It's like, hey, have a great day. Not a one. It's like, Happy New Year. I just—it's not in—that's weird. (laughs) I, yeah, see, I, I don't know which one of us is weird, dude. I honestly don't. I don't know if I'm weird or you're weird or just – it's just like – it's just not as big of a deal these days. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, that's huh. a really good question. I wonder what the consensus is. And then yeah, I, I wonder why you particularly think like this is one to like really embrace. I'm just an over-enthusiastic human being. And All right, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair so, enough. <laughs> I think it's more that. <laughs> just a dramatic, overly energetic person. Don't worry about it. All right. So today, guys, everybody, um, I texted Eric a couple days ago. We've been kind of thinking about it. The, it's, it. I think the root of the problem is the concept of marketing, but just the, the overall issue of, like, words don't necessarily mean as much as they used to. And I say that like I have any idea what they used to mean in the 1800s. But like just to kind of give you an idea of what I mean and what, where, when this caught my eye. I was making dinner for my kids the other day. And uh, we have like you know, frozen vegetables in a bag, steam fresh bags. Just right there. Steam fresh. That's a lie. Like that's, that's 100%. It's a frozen bag of food. And if, if you tell me that I put it in the microwave and now it's fresh, that's not like that's not the definition of fresh. 
Do you get what I mean, E? Like, I, I know we haven't talked about this yet, but we text a little bit. You yeah, get what I mean. I, I, I 100% get what you mean, but, like, it's also one of those things where, for some reason, you can always be like, well, technically. And I exactly. don't know if, what is that? It's it's so and like it's not a big deal. This this is like we, we've tackled larger topics on the show before. So like this this is not like a big soapbox, but like it is just it's so frustrating to realize that I, I don't know if we're the first generation that kind of started like slipping into it. It probably started before us, but like even growing up, I remember this kind of shit being like weird, like specifically like Marie calendars. Their pies say homemade. They're clearly not. They're made in a gigantic factory shipped all over the country, then frozen for weeks, if not months. Who knows? The, the idea homemade doesn't mean homemade anymore. Fresh frozen doesn't mean like j- just because you froze it when it was fresh. Well, now it's no longer fresh. Like the, the, just the generalized point I guess I'm getting at is that I don't know what the truth is anymore. Like, truth doesn't necessarily mean as much as it did. So do you think people use these words or change these words purely out of manipulation, right? Like, purely to just try and sell you an idea or a principle or money? Or do you think that there's actually, like, some benefit to the idea that we can use homemade as a concept or as just a word Hmm. meaning not? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think there's another yeah, what could homemade even mean if it doesn't mean? So you're Marie Callender's, right? And you have yeah, a yeah. pie recipe that is like unique. Your homemade pie recipe. Yeah. If I give that pie recipe, so when does it stop being homemade? I guess that's really the question. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a yeah. great question. But all of these words, like even the word fresh, like I googled it just to define the word fresh, and it's a real vague concept. It's a real, like, it just said, you know, once it's picked, it's fresh. Well, if I pick berries yesterday and then, like, I have them today, they're still fresh, I guess. But if I froze them yesterday and I have them next week, I, I don't know the difference. So, like, it, it's just, it's getting to the point where, and, and I admit that I am extrapolating this information in my own head way further than it probably should be extrapolated. But, like, in 50 years, will anything mean anything? Like, the, a frozen pizza, a brand that we enjoy, uh, that my kids like or whatever, it's, it's literally, it's a cardboard box, and then it's a plastic wrapping thing around the actual circle of the pizza, and it says it's a fresh seal, which, that's not a thing. Like, that's <laughs> not a thing. These, like, all of these words are meaningless. These are just, ma- so to, to your credit, to, to get back to, to your question, to, to, the actual, to try and answer that, I think, and I know I'm cynical, but I think originally the... The blurring of the lines of the definition was done specifically to sell a product, to sell just as a marketing ploy. Because I see it, I notice it in pretty much only marketing terms. Like another one, and this is this is killing me lately too, is because uh, we got two new puppies. But I used to have huge dogs. For anyone listening, it doesn't matter. But I used to have a, my dog Manfred was like 110, 115 pounds or whatever. And then we had another Zoe. She was like 60. Love them both. Doesn't matter. But any dog toy that's marketed as indestructible. I mean, that's bullshit. And we all, the thing is, you instantly shook your head. You knew exactly. We all know that's bullshit. The word indestructible doesn't mean indestructible. And we're all just okay with it. And again, I'm not saying we should write letters to Congress. I'm not saying like, you know, this is not some big issue, but where does it stop? These words are pointless. I do. Maybe this is a big issue, right? Dude. Maybe the idea that we can't trust 
words to mean what they're supposed to mean yeah is really like a problem for how we communicate and understand the world or what anybody is telling us right like politicians do this all the time they'll say a word and it's they're like well what i actually mean is blah blah Uh blah and i don't know like that's probably not great right no that's scary that's what i mean like if you extrapolate 50 years 100 years down the line like what is conversation going to be if all of these words are meaningless? Or to go with politicians, that's a great point. I didn't know that written down. That's a great point. If we're allowing anybody to just circle back and just redefine the words that we all thought we knew what it meant, like assuming like, whatever their first original speech was and this politician gets called out later and they go, well, what I meant was when I said fresh, I meant frozen. Like that's literally the exact opposite of the word fresh. If we're going to allow this to extrapolate forever, like wh- where does that leave society? Where does that leave us as people when nothing, like nothing is concrete anymore? I guess it's kind of the, the generalized. Point I mean, I don't know, Joe. Did you see Idiocracy? It probably around there. Dude, it's, it's, and I mean, maybe there's nothing we can do to stop it. So we should just enjoy the ride. But like, I, I just, I, it. It's not that it necessarily worries me, but it's just shit that I'm noticing over and over. Like, even the word, uh, I was in a gas station the other day, just grabbing beef jerky or whatever, and the beef jerky bag called itself steak strips, which, I mean, fucking no, it's not. Like, are you kidding? Like, I'm I'm sorry. No, it's it's not. Like, I, just picture this. You, Eric, got like, you're going to like Ruth Chris. Like let's say like yeah. I can't afford it, Chris. You can't afford it. Let's say you got a, let's let's say we got a gift card. Let's say yeah. one of our hey listeners out there, you guys want to buy Eric and I a, a gift card to Ruth Chris. One of us will fly to the other one and go to Ruth Chris if you send us a gift Absolutely. Card. Also, listeners, if you could if you could send a, a Delta credit for like six hundred bucks, that'd be cool too. So you could pay for the flight. And I'll record the dinner. It'll be awesome. But point is, Eric and I go out to dinner. You and I sit down. We both order the steak, and they don't even ask us how do you want it cooked because. <laughs> They're just going to bring you a bag of fucking oh boy, Oberto. No. Nobody's ever been like, how would you like your chicken strips cooked? But you know what's weird is (laughs) we have a word for steak strip. It's called fajitas, right? Like fajitas are steak strips. But there's also like I can order a Philly cheesesteak, which is like strips of steak or like a ribeye sandwich is like strips of steak. So those exist already. Not in but we already know dried out. Beef if you order form. a Philly cheesesteak, yeah, but but Philly cheesesteak is essentially just less dry beef jerky on a bun. Like it's not as if these are like thick cuts. Like when I when I googled and again, this is I felt really dumb because I was like googling definition of fresh, definition of steak. Like, are you kidding me? But the de- the definition of steak, I mean, it just says a thick cut of beef, which obviously beef jerky fucking isn't. Like that's that's a joke. Like, dude, swear this is. This one got me really, really mad. I was at Costco. These things are selling. They're called Wagyu beef strips, which like fucking no, <laughs> man. Like Wagyu steak. Like I can't afford Wagyu steak. Wagyu steak's like four hundred dollars a plate. Like this is a bag of twelve dollar beef jerky, and you just put the word Wagyu on it because no one does anything about it. And I'm not saying that we should. I'm not saying we should like everybody get pitchforks, but. I'm, I'm hoping anybody listening right now, I'm hoping you understand kind of where I'm going with this because it's just, it's getting so frustrating. Like I, I can't like, Oh, here's another one. Here's another. And it's almost always marketing dude, but black forest ham. I went to subway. I got a black forest ham sandwich. Anyone know where this black forest is? Is it, you know, where this black forest, forest full ham of pigs? technically like the way they make ham in a certain part of Germany. Am I making that up? Is that right? I think that might be it. Like, I think it's it'd be like ordering 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a good example as I started talking. Like Andouille sausage, right? It's like a particular (laughs) type of sausage. Ah, So like Black Forest is like a type of ham. Because I need to know where this Black Forest is if it's not that. But if it's... Oh my God, it's a mountain range in Germany. Son of a bitch. Yeah, check me out. So it definitely is. But then, okay, what are the odds that all across America, every subway in every town has ham that actually came from Germany? Because... I doubt it. No, yeah, but it's like that one. I guess is like a type of ham, whereas like wagyu More style. Wagyu is like an actual thing that is wagyu. Just means it literally means Japanese beef. It means yeah. Japanese cow. Actually, wag is Japanese, and yu is is cow, or vice versa. I Google it. But point is, like all of these things, some of these words at least, fresh means yeah. something. Yeah. At least it used to. Homemade means something. So I mean, to blur the lines. If it's not made in a house, like where someone lives, how do you call that homemade? Like we've all been to restaurants that. But then you get into this flavor. weird thing of like, well, where'd you get the ingredients from? You know what I mean? Yeah. If the ingredients came from the store, can you call it homemade? Yeah. Like if any. Of the, yeah. That's why, like, farm the table know. exists as a concept, right? It's like, oh, we know where this comes from. It it's comes so, from a. But it's, farm. it's yeah. It's all so nebulous. Then I, I, I guess, like, the real point... I, I don't even know if there's a real point here. This is a very silly topic, but I'm going to go with it. The point, like, who controls truth anymore? You know what I mean? Like, who is... Because if you go back to... Let's just go back to, like, the 1400s. The people that controlled the truth was either whoever made the newspaper and, like, the leader of the church and maybe the mayor or something. And that was it. That was it. If the mayor said it, that was a fact. If, the, you know, the church leader said it, that's a fact. Who, who controls... Truth. You know, you're getting into a really abstract concept of what is and isn't, like relative truth and absolute truth and all that kind of stuff, right? Like, It's hard to go from Black Forest <laughs> Ham to Nietzsche, but we're going to do it. Yo, we're baby, it. it took us like 48 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just, when you hear these words and they're used so flippantly, like, okay, let's, let's bring you back to just reality. The word literally. How often is that used to mean literally? And I would argue less than half the time. Yeah. Less than 50% of the time, just as Americans, when we use the word literally, we don't actually mean literally, which is just, it, there are just so many of these things that I don't know where it stops. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of times we'll change the definitions of words as a culture or society and we just accept it and we're all okay with it. And then it makes sense, right? Like if eventually hmm. we all came to understand that the word homemade means something somebody made somewhere at home once like Mm. that is something that could happen right like the same way you know like the first thing that came to my mind is like a cigarette in england is called the f word oh yeah here right like that's just something that happened or that was something that i was not i don't uh, know how I, i don't i'm not speaking to anything other than like that is something that is an example of what i mean when i say Words mm-hmm. change definitions all the time. And I'm wondering yeah. if this whole marketing thing is just sort of taking advantage of that idea. But then again, there is probably something not great about not truly understanding what it's some, when something is fresh, right? Yeah, but that's, that's a great point, though, because, I mean, I, I get that language evolves. Like, I, obviously, language, you know, popular usage changes things, and I, I understand that, but... But yeah, just just to your specific example, 
I mean, it, it, it originally meant bundle of sticks. Yeah. And then somehow it came to mean cigarette. Right. And then now over in America, it means it's, you know, it's, it's a, a slur, terrible yeah. word. It shouldn't be. Obviously, it's we could probably use like lit or something like that, right? Like, oh, this yes. is lit. Yeah, this is a banger. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Banger. That's another. Like, right? Songs are bangers. Songs have no physical, tangible. You cannot bang a song. Joe, there are words now that like young people say that I have no idea what they actually mean. Couldn't tell you. Dude. Right? And that. And maybe that's what this is, really, Be- beyond the, the philosophical, because I do want, like, that's something that I actually am worried about, that the meaning might be lost entirely. But also, I'm scared that I can't understand English. Yeah, this I'm is scared. like, uh, you're just recording an old man right, right now. Like, this is... Uh, basically. Yeah, that's pretty basically, good. I like it. <laughs> goddamn kids with their fancy language and their, their fax machines and their, their, their hula hoops. Right. They play with hula hoops. Kids these days. You know what I mean? But no, it's weird, dude. Like, I don't... I don't know where it stops. And obviously it doesn't matter, or maybe it does, honestly. But I don't know where it stops. How long does it go? Because, like, I'll see things, like, shit that my wife has. Like, shit that she has in the shower. Like, guaranteed volumized shampoo. Like, I've, I've used it a couple of times. I don't feel any different. Or, or anti-aging serum. She has a... Aging is just the passage of time. I'm sorry. Like, that's all aging is. <laughs> Defy aging. Not No. You can, you're going to defy time. You can look better, right, than you yes, might have otherwise. But that is, but we, for some reason, we've c- come to understand defying age as that, right? Why was that needed, though? Why couldn't you just say, hey, this shit makes you look better? We can't, anything that markets itself as this shit makes you look better will never sell so this, compared to defy age. This gets into real some real Mad Men shit, right? Where, it, like, I, don't, I doubt you've ever seen this show, but part of the idea of like the way Don Draper, who was John Hamm on that show, pitched things was like you have to tap into like an emotional part of somebody if you really truly want to sell them something, right? Like hmm. you're almost incepting them, another word that we just – right? To yeah. just say, hey, yeah. this is something I've always wanted, right? This is almost my idea. And so, like, the example they use in that, right, is he's creating just a projection slide, right? Just projection slides that go in circles. And he's like, this is a carousel. This is life. Like, life, this shows you every existence you've already had. This is a memory. This is something, nostalgia, paid from an old wound. Like, that is how they market things. Oh. So maybe that's what all this is. You couldn't say, it tastes like grandma used to make. You have to say it's homemade. Even if it is just made in a factory and it tastes exactly like grandma used to make it at home, saying homemade makes you feel something. Yeah. And it's, you know, like homemade is, has a different connotation than like, we all have different experiences of our grandmother's cooking, right? mm -hmm. But like, we all sort of understand what homemade is supposed to be. It's just an idea, right? It's not a literal thing. So are, are you comfortable ac- accepting that language, it seems, is leaning into just an idea? And the, uh, the facts of the matter are less important, at least conversationally and, and you know, just marketing-wise and whatever is walking around the store. Are you comfortable with that? That shit doesn't necessarily mean what it says, but you get the idea. I think we've sort of lost the thread of where it is and isn't appropriate. Let's put it that way. Right? Like, mm. I think we all read something that is being marketed to us. And understand what's happening, mostly, right? Like, we know it's not homemade. We know it's not Wagyu beef. We know yeah. X, Y, and Z. 
But we I know think it's not reverse aging, right? Yeah, we know that you are not actually getting younger, Benjamin Button style, because of this. Because <laughs> you bought a nine dollar, yeah, yeah, some some cereal, yeah. Off of, yeah. Classic magic, huh. right here, just in this bottle. We all yeah. have it. Um, but I think that they're like we know that that's happening when it comes to consuming goods, right? But when it comes to receiving information or just talking generally with people. I think sometimes we use things like that or particularly when we're like go back to politics or news or whatever, like you sort of have to understand what somebody wants from you. And now it seems like everybody wants something, I guess maybe is Uh what I'm trying to get at. Right. Uh Like it's almost hard to see anything on TV or that is going out to masses that doesn't have an intent right? Like you and I just talk, we're just talking, right? Like I'm not trying to get anything out of you, right? We just love and care about each other. We're just like, oh, hey, we're having a conversation. But that is not the way most of the time we hear things now. And as I'm talking, I'm wondering if that has something to do with it, that now we are exposed to more words that have an intent and want something from us than we ever used to be. And maybe that is how like this kind of thing happens. Dude, first of all, absolutely. Uh, secondly, love you too, man. I'm really, I enjoy these uh, like fervently. But just even without the intent part or, or, or words that want something from us or words that have an agenda, which is true, we are just exposed to more words nowadays than ever before, which is something I hadn't thought about until just this moment. Just driving around, you, the radio's on always or, or whatever songs are on always. You're seeing billboards, TV has words on. Like most shows have a scroll at the bottom. News shows, there's someone talking to you, but there's also words scrolling across the bottom. Sports shows, same shit. If you're watching a game, there are announcers talking to you, and then there are stats scrolling across the bottom. There are other games, information. The amount of just words that are constantly going into our head, and maybe that's why the marketing people know they can just slip this bias. They, they know that we're not paying that close attention. And even if we are, we're more willing to just let it go than we've ever been because there's just too much. To take issue with everything, you'd be exhausted. You, you don't have enough time in the day. Yeah, there's uh, the cynical part of me wonders if part of the reason we're exposed to so many words is solely so we end up buying more things or whatever. Um, that's yeah. sort of a yeah. Tyler Durden idea that I'm not 100% sold on. But And it's interesting. I believe it. You mentioned the exhausting part. I was actually having this conversation with somebody, and we were talking about how it's really hard to just like talk with people about subjects or anything almost. Without having to caveat everything, being like, well, I know some people feel this way. I know some people feel this way. I know this could mean this. I know this could mean this. And it's almost like I think having those types of conversations or any conversation almost feels exhausting at times just because you almost have to. You can't just say all things considered and have it actually mean that. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. The litany of caveats, the litany of, well, actually what I meant was. That you have to get down. Like, that's why a conversation such as this or such as, I mean, anybody out there listening, when you have a conversation with someone that you know knows you and knows your heart, like, I know you. I know you don't hate anybody, you know, be, you know, besides Vance, but that's a different Yeah, thing. 100%. But no, like, I, I, 
<laughs> but like I know that we can speak in such a way that like you you know my intent most likely. If something comes off weird, you'd question it, but you wouldn't jump down my throat whereas that's kind of a thing that society's doing. But I'm not getting into cancel culture. I don't want that. But to circle back to your point of words that want something from us or words that have an agenda. I I'll go you one further or at least just just take that point and run with it. I'm willing to guess because I have no idea what it's like to walk into a bar in the 40s. You know, 1940s, you walk into a bar. You could probably strike up a conversation with a stranger. Probably. I'm guessing. I, I, I've never, obviously never been. No idea. Movies don't do it justice. I'm just guessing. You could probably do If I'm at a bar and somebody just walks up to me like very direct and starts talking, I instantly assume they want something from me. There's either a petition they want me to sign or there's a, they, they, they need some help or whatever. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm not against helping you. But my initial instant assumption is this motherfucker needs me to do something for them. And I probably don't want to simply because I'm just, you know, whatever. That I don't know was always true. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that's always been the case. But in my head, I assume if I don't already know you, the only reason you're talking to me, like, it can't be because I look so good you're attracted to me. So you must fucking need something. <laughs> well, it's all that de-aging cream, Joe. That's what it is. It's the volume. <laughs> I defy it. I have defied age. my age. It's why I've been getting carded a lot more lately. When I go into bars, I'm like, hey, sir, sir, how old are you really? Exactly. You know, that's interesting. Um, I think you're right about that, right? Like, I wonder how often – we have conversations with just random people we don't know where we don't assume they need something from us. Right. And I, yeah, I do wonder then if that is the case, what does it mean then that like human beings have more or less become a commodity in some way, shape or form. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? Like if that's the case, if we're just assuming everybody wants something, what does it do to your and I psyche that when we, see a person we assume they want something even if we're going to be completely nice to them even if we yeah. treat them a hundred percent as help. a person would want to be treated what is that like that's this sort of a light-hearted topic bro that's <laughs> yeah. dark as fuck i don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> whoa but it's true what we view our fellow man as fellow human fellow woman see even that i hate that i have to caveat that but i get it why yeah. i get why but that's moving on our fellow human beings our fellow persons we treat them instantly as almost an adversary there's an adversarial relationship with strangers because i assume you want something which makes you know whatever it is i have now the point of this yeah and i, I would say we don't always do that right like it's certainly not something True. here's another more caveats right like we don't always do that but the fact that sometimes we think we should is interesting to me in yes. some way, right? Like Yes. And obviously, like, I think setting matters a lot. Like, if I'm at, like, my neighborhood pool or something and someone just walks up to me, they might just be, like, another parent in my kid's class. Like, I'm probably more, you know, just – but, like, if I'm downtown – just, you know, at a Starbucks or something and someone just walks up to me or a bar that's not my neighborhood bar, like, guaranteed, I assume you're, you need something, which means I'm not even viewing you as a human now. I'm viewing you as a task. I'm viewing you as... As, as a, the like, thing you're trying to get done, right? You're just an idea now. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I, I'm instantly trying to figure out how to quickly end this as fast as possible. This is now... Wow. This is just... I'm treating... I'm treating socialization as if it's a job, as if it's work. And just how quickly can I get this done in as clean a manner as possible and get back to whatever it was I was doing already? And that's... That's horrifying. Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I'm sure that's not like something 
that ha- we don't think of it in that way when it's happening, right? We're just like, oh, mm-hmm. I just don't want to like deal with this. Not, and we think of it, we don't want to deal with this person, but what we really don't want to deal with is whatever they're trying to sell us, right? Yeah, because whatever words they're using are like not really theirs, and they don't actually mean what they're saying. See what uh-huh. I did? There? You see what I did? You see it? You see it? <laughs> <laughs> professional podcasters everybody professional but no that's wild bro this one took a much different turn i i was willing to to open up to more of an ethereal concept but i like what you're drilling down because it is man it's weird where that puts us societally and how we interact like the idea of community has i mean it's all but dissolved with, with the with the advent of the internet and communicate like the fact that you and i are talking and not me and my neighbor like i don't talk to my neighbors do you talk to your neighbors like exactly if my neighbor were to suddenly knock on my door, guaranteed they need something. Guaranteed they need something. Yeah, and you would happily give it to them is the thing. If it was guaranteed, something you could give. Guaranteed, but, that's, but the assumption is not like, like okay, here's one. My, my son, Raiden, wants, wanted to go caroling all throughout Christmas. And he was like, can't we just go to our neighbor's house and knock on the door? Carol's I love like, Raiden, oh. man. Raiden rules. No, oh. <laughs> So innocent. He's the, so awesome. His, He's just so himself oh, all the time. It's inspiring. Almost. All the time. It really is. Just pure. Just it is. It's like, and I can't be surprised that I know the way I've conducted myself for the last at least fifteen years is is pretty free and without care. And so I can't be surprised that my children approach the world very similarly, if not far more so. <laughs> they are just open, and whatever's happening is what they're going to do. But like, imagine right now, E, if somebody knocked on your door and started caroling. You open the door, and there's eight carolers. Like, how long are you genuinely going to sit there and watch? Oh, that's a really good point, man. This is work now. Immediately staring at you singing like, oh, my God, I'm just waiting for you to finish. Yeah, and like, and all they're trying to do is just like, you know, just like, hey, I wanted to sing a song. I thought it'd be fun if you heard it. I wanted to spread joy, and I'm going, fuck that. No, shut the door instantly. (laughs) And I'm immediately part of me is like, this is about you, not me. And then like want to get out of there. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? What the hell? What is that? (laughs) I get like I like I know the main thing and the thing that I'm not I I never once laid this down to either one of my children when they wanted to go caroling but I was like look the only reason people used to carol because they were bored and you would show up to other people's houses who were also bored because TV didn't exist but like if I want to listen to someone singing I'm gonna pull up Spotify or even YouTube a concert or live stream a shit like there's better options than my half drunk neighbor showing up in my house <laughs> singing probably the wrong words. Like, but that's like, I, that's, but the, I think also that was part of like being a community though. Right. Like there yes. was almost some sort of, I don't know if expectation is the right word, but sort of a welcomeness to the idea that like, Oh, I should actually go sing to my neighbors just to let them know. Hey neighbor, I'm neighborly. I'm a human being. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me too. Hey, me and you, we're, we're in this together, yeah. I think used to be the point of that. And that's not the point anymore. <laughs> the point, it, it, but nothing are... changed is the thing. That's the crazy part, right? Is like the thing they're actually doing hasn't changed. Just the way we interpret it is yeah. actually what changed. The way we perceive it. And it is that because, to try and circle back to the con, to the actual like you know, point of the show, is that because we've been perceiving, I mean, certainly every commercial. If you're watching TV and a commercial comes on, you know from the jump what they're trying to do is talk you into buying something. So I don't trust a word they have to say. Have we started to apply that to just life in general? Has that commercial filter 
blurred or bled into everything else. And that's why you coming to my house to sing what used to be like, oh, hooray, is now like, oh, shit, what do they want? Is there going to be, are they going to hold out a bucket at the end and ask for money? Is this actually like a Salvation Army thing? You know what I mean? Whatever, like, is is the back of my mind always doing that because that's kind of what we've trained ourselves to do? Like, is that is that the... Is that the repercussions of all of these marketing strategies kind of working? I mean, it may be like, I don't, yeah, I think it's very, very possible. And it's also possible you and I are just dickheads. So I do want to like <laughs> present that as a, as a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to secure that point, this is how I want to end this episode to prove that we are probably just dickheads. I've got an idea for a restaurant, bro. And I don't know if, uh, if it's something that you and I would actually enjoy, but I can't eat gluten anymore. Uh, you know this. So, um, I want to do a restaurant much like a, like a wine tasting location where you'd like take a sip and spit it to a bucket. I want a restaurant where I can have just a bite of a burger. I'll eat a salad fine, but then I get a bite of a burger and I spit that into a bucket because I've started doing that with my kids' food. <laughs> I will t- Last night, swear to God, last night we had pizza. I didn't because I can't. But I had one bite. I chewed it. I savored every fucking bite, like more than I've ever savored. And then I just spit it in the trash can. And my kids are like, what are you doing? I was like, look, don't do that. Don't waste food, yada, yada, yada. And then it hit me. I was like, what if that was more socially acceptable? <laughs> what if it wasn't? What the hell are you doing? And it was like, mm, yes, this Gruyere cheese on the burger is delightful. I mean, what else you got? Gruyere like, cheese is always delightful. It would be great though if, like, when you were done at a restaurant, and you had leftovers. You could just stand up and be like, "Would anybody like to taste this?" <laughs> yeah, everyone with samples. I mean, you know, the, the second, like, the, you know, there's a third of this burger that wasn't touched because, like, my, it eliminates like all the waste argument and all that bullshit, right? Yeah. And it's just like. Does anybody want to just know what this thing tastes like? Dude, I would love it. It like I wouldn't mind eating less carbs and less, you know, slightly more healthy if I could at least have a bite or two of something that I knew was going to taste way better than the shitty food I'm already eating. Like it's it's a possibility. And the food waste argument, like you're going green. I was just going selfish. You're actually going like we could genuinely help this. Like this could work. We wouldn't have to throw away half as much. We just section off the plates. So instead of your burger coming full, we, it comes in like, you know, right. four sections. And if yeah. you don't eat all four sections, the other yeah. one's up for grabs. And yeah. And now you I'm can charge people again, NFT style and just like per bite. Yeah. <laughs> so bite, and if the real question, though, Joe, is what do you call in this place? Grandpa's homemade kitchen. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing homemade. It's all flown in. Nope. The grandpa. There's not even a grandpa back there. There's no, no, no. It's an all-female staff, and we don't even have a kitchen. Grandpa's homemade kitchen. <laughs> oh, man. That one, uh, that one went a little darker, bro. I'm actually I, – I, I wish we had more time to dive into that because that is the, yeah, the I don't, ramifications like, of how we treat each other. And it's really funny if people had any idea, like, the prep we do where it's literally just like – you. Li- all you texted me was the idea of frozen fresh vegetables. And I was like, cool, great. We could do that, no cool. problem. That's so we're gonna we're gonna parlay that into societal commentary into like it. people just being it. things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody out there, you're not just a thing to us. We love you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Holy shit! That-